HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Michter's Distillery. Visit Michter's.com to find out how their taste-is-everything-cost-be-damned attitude is creating some of the finest whiskeys available. This is Chef Emily Peterson, host of Sharp and Hot. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Good morning. You're listening to In the Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Joe Campanelli. And before we get started today, I need to uh, make a little announcement. Um, This is a special show for us over here at In the Drink. Uh, It is the very last episode that will be with our much-beloved Alex Moskowitz, who uh, uh, co-executive produces the show. She is our... Director of Marketing at the Epicurean Group. Um, Alice has been with us for about four years, and she does so much. It's going to take like 10 people to do, uh, to cover all of the work that Alex does for us. She's an amazing, amazing person. We are so uh, sorry to see her go, but so happy for her as she uh, she takes this next step, uh, overseeing like 30 restaurants for the Kimpton uh, hotel group. Uh, we are so happy. We're going to miss Alex very, very, very much. Uh, she's been a, an incredible presence. She's made sure that I get here, uh, pseudo on time every week. Uh, you, you don't see her jumping around and, and telling me that I'm going over or reminding me to, to remember to announce some of the cool events that we have coming up and then rolling her eyes at me when I mess up the uh, the times or the dates or anything like that. Anyway, Alex is uh, such an integral part of of this show in the drink. Uh, we definitely wouldn't have gone this far without her and uh, a big reason for the success of our of our restaurant group. Uh, Alex, we love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to miss you. Uh, <laughs> Um, also a, a, a special show for, for our last show with Alex, um, rather than having an industry professional, uh, we're going to have a, an idiot, an idiot, <laughs> a professional drinker, uh, no, a, a good friend of all of ours at the restaurants, um, someone who we've got to know over the years who really makes working in the restaurant industry, uh, 
worthwhile. Makes us look forward to going to work. Um, a, a good friend, uh, Mr. Eric Gilliland. He's the only person who we've ever named a cocktail after. Called uh, the idiot. <laughs> it is called the Gilliland, uh, and you can drink one uh, tonight at, at Anfora. We've had on our list for, for a few years. Um, Eric, as I said, Eric is a, a regular. We met him uh, during many uh, of our late nights over at Del Anima in our, in our very first year. Um, got to know and love Eric from uh, his time sitting at the, the chef's counter. Uh, a good friend of mine, Gabe's, Catherine's, Alex's. Uh, in fact, on the end of night report, you know, we usually have, oh, this person came in, friend of Gabe. This person came in, friend of Joe. When Eric comes in, he says, this for Eric Gilliland, friend of everyone. <laughs> that's, what your, that's what your note on the end of night report is. Like a cheap whore. <laughs> Uh, Eric, Eric is a uh, writer and uh, producer. Um, uh, he's written for, for many, many shows. Uh, probably the most well-known, um, the, the Wonder Years, that 70s show, Who's the Boss, and uh, Roseanne. And during his time at Roseanne, he actually uh, rose to be the executive producer and head writer uh, for, for Roseanne. Um, Enough people got fired that I eventually became head writer, yeah. <laughs> you, you had the best uh, longevity during that. 100 episodes. 100 episodes. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. That's, that's extremely impressive. And had the damaged liver to show for it. And we're going to get into that. We're going to get into uh, some of the, the drinking during your time uh, during your time there. Okay. Uh, and Eric's the recipient of a Peabody Award, Glo- Golden Globe uh, for Best Comedy Writing, a um, few GLAAD Awards, a WGA nomination, uh, a, a film that he produced, a documentary he produced, um, God Grew Tired of Us, the story of the Lost Boys of Sudan, um, won the Grand Jury Prize and Audience Award at the Sundance Film Festival. Very impressive I think uh, bio, Eric. Uh, one thing that is missing, though, is in your, in your extremely impressive bio, and I, I've really <laughs> given the... Uh, condensed version of all of it um, is MC for not my day job. How could you leave that out? Um, it doesn't <laughs> play well on the West Coast. Okay, <laughs> let's go with that. Um, and as I said, you know, during our, our annual charity event, Eric uh, hosts as the uh, as the MC for uh, for our not my day job for and hopefully six we'll... hours. It's a long show. It's a long, it's a long show. It's a long, it's a long talent <laughs> show. Um, all right, Eric. So so thanks so much for being on the show. Sure. Really I'm very flattered you. and honored to be here. Uh, and you, tired and very tired to be here. <laughs> yes, thanks for w- waking up at, at ten a.m. Uh, or, or earlier. Eight, 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 eight. What time? What time do you normally wake up? Hmm. This is this gets people mad at me. Um, <laughs> uh, around eleven ish, depending on what the night preceding held for me. That's impressive. Yeah. But if I'm working on a, on a TV show, I have to get up at 6 and be at the studio by 7. But I'm trying to avoid those jobs at all costs now. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned during your time at uh, Roseanne, you, uh, <laughs> you're, you, you did some serious liver damage. I, that's exaggeration. But we, um, there was drinking involved. There's always drinking involved in writing gigs. So is the drinking an escape from the long, grueling days of writing, or uh, does it somehow aid in your creative process? No, it's, it's an escape. If, if, <laughs> if I found out I could write well drunk, I would never stop drinking. So if I woke up one morning, I, did, I didn't know what I was, and I saw a piece of paper, I didn't remember writing it, and it's really good, but it's like my handwriting, then that's just the scariest thought ever. 
Because I would never... Then why stop? So the Manhattan is your drink of choice. It is, indeed. Uh, and my island of choice. And your island of choice, yes. You could... Uh, uh, and I, I have a feeling you prefer a Manhattan to the West Coast. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> Very much so. Um, how, how did you get to love Manhattans? Um, I started... I started with beer, <laughs> as all college children do. And then somehow, like, a whiskey sour mix wound up at a college party. And it was so sweet, but I kind of dug the whiskey thing. And then that just sort of oozed into... Manhattan land, but very sort of like not too, not too boozy, but just boozy enough. And then I can just do straight scotch, um, like like it's orange juice. So we have, uh, as as I mentioned before, at Anfora, we have the Gilliland cocktail, which is based on uh, on a Manhattan. I find that the Manhattan is a really good base for um, for kind of creativity. Uh, it, it oh yeah. Do you remember the first Gilliland you gave me though? You didn't like it too much. It was. <laughs> I felt so bad. They were so nice to give me a, a drink, and and then it was like this fruity cocktail with ice in it and lots of juices. And I went, "This is really good." I would never order this. Yeah. And then Joe's light bulb went off, and of course, and here we go with the. Yeah, it's like someone gives you like a bull mastiff puppy. You're like, oh, so great! That's sweet of you. So ugly! I don't want it at all. <laughs> Take it away. Love you. <laughs> okay, so we have here uh, at ten oh nine in the morning the <laughs> ingredients is- for uh, for a Manhattan, and I have made uh, you many Manhattans over the years. Yes. but I would love for you. To make our audience uh, the Manhattan the way that you like to drink it, but I'm going to drink it, right? Well, well, hopefully both of us. I'm will drinking drink it. a ten. Oh, boy, yeah, okay. Um, well, first we start with a you know a lovely uh, martini glass or what? What do we? What, what's the glass you pour like the, the uh, your Manhattans in in like uh, at the restaurants? Not not the Gilliland. The, we call it a coupe. That's uh, a coupe. A yeah. martini glass with a little curved upside. A little frill. A little yeah. frill. I'm a after more... a couple of Manhattans, it's hard to keep it in the glass with a it's, straight you, you are not wrong. <laughs> uh, so that should be chilled, yeah. the glass itself. Uh, and then I like it with less vermouth, vermouth than normal. My, my, uh, should I make it now? Make it now. Here okay. we go. We have the ingredients. Here's the, for the magic of radio, I'm, that's the sound. See, it's, it's. It's television without the vision radio. Um, okay. So I would take... <laughs> I put the mixer between my legs like I would anywhere else. There's no real table here. If you're, um, if you're making this maybe in a public park. Yeah, yeah. Or in jail. Uh, here, here, listen to this. That's one... One, Mrs. Michter's Rye. Yum, we love Michter's Rye. <laughs> My name is Eric Gilliland, and I like Michter's Rye. You can find me at any of the restaurants. That is a Golden Globe winner. Golden Globe winner. Yeah. All right. Two, that's two. And I go for three. Wait, you're, I think you're, you're using the uh, two-ounce size. Yes, I am. Okay, so, you, so we're, at, we're at about six ounces of Michter's Rye at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, yum. Okay. We put that aside, <clears throat> and then I take the vermouth. Do you have a? We have a Dolan red vermouth here. Do you have a preferred red vermouth that you like to? I just like Dolan. I like Dolan too. Yeah. Hear that? 
Oh, it's like it's that's like a an, fresh bottle of vermouth. It's like, or or my knees cracking <laughs> from holding the the drink between my legs. So I like I like Dolan. We use Carpano Antica formula at the restaurants as I well. I enjoy that as well. I have both. Uh, then I don't even do do the full uh, three to like three and a half. Uh, what is this? An ounce? No, it's two ounces. That's two ounces on that side. <laughs> Here we go. Good morning. <laughs> Put that in. So all right, we just did. We just did six ounces of shut up, Joe whiskey to about an ounce and a half of red vermouth, and we got the classic Angostura bitters. What's that? Can you hear this? I just do. I just do a ton. <laughs> a ton of bitters. Yeah, an exact ton of bitters. Now, is that a metric ton? Um, <laughs> I just came back from England, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then ice. Where's the ice? Oh, there, there you go. Let me take some ice. See, I'm making a very, I'm making an audio picture. Yeah. I'm like Garrison Keillor, a drunk Garrison Keillor. I, th- I, well, I assume he's drunk all the time anyway. You can hear him breathe like that. You mean Jackie Gleason? <laughs> That's Garrison Keillor. It's Garrison. Where all the men are old. All the women have arthritis. Okay, and then we we stir a Manhattan. We don't shake a Manhattan, correct? I stir Manhattan. Yeah. Can you hear that? That's nice. <laughs> How long do you stir a Manhattan for, Joe? I stir Manhattan until the glass feels very feels cold. cold. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so you know something about this drink stuff, huh? <laughs> How was your trip to London, by the way? It was fantastic. We ate like kings. Anywhere anywhere good to report back? The Ivy. The Ivy's the spot. I had the Welsh rarebit at the Ivy, and it was delicious. You just grimaced at Welsh rarebit. What is Welsh rarebit? It's, uh, it sounds so... Welsh rarebit. Welsh, Welsh, it's hard to say Welsh, when you're say, drunk. Say a few so, of them. Yeah. We haven't even had them in Hattons yet. I know. Just the fumes. Uh, it's basically cheesy toast with some horseradish on it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've had and that. I had uh, the suckling pig and delicious wine. I ate up some private dining clubs. Are those a thing? Two Bridges, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, right? the Groucho Club. That, those are big in uh, Buenos Aires also. Olay. But I get the feeling that there was more just people trying to get around the uh, laws. The, of- yeah. If you are out on the street at 11 o'clock at night yep. and you're looking for booze, good lucks. It's tough and frustrating. So stock up early, people. All right. <clears throat> do we have a strainer? We do have a strainer. Here's a strainer. Oh, and uh, okay, we've got, got the cherries. We're going to strain into the wine glass that we have. No, they can't see. This is a, a oh, I'm sorry. Perfect, into the chilled perfect, coop. Perfect chilled coop. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. It's radio. <laughs> and we pour it in there. Can you hear that? You really can't hear that part. That's about. Do you, where's the ra- I hear music, right? That's about a big gulp size. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're setting up at Roberta's right now, so it's it's right before they open for lunch here at eleven. I swear, the few times I've stayed, I've stayed after for lunch by eleven thirty. The place is full. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna stay they for do lunch. A, they do Ooh, a can killer. I burp, can I burp on the radio? Yeah. Yeah. It's gone. Okay, sorry. Right. I thought I could. Okay. There we go. Right. And now the cherry. What have you done with these cherries, Joe? I have 
Uh, it, it's okay. So pay attention. It's been it's an intricate process. I've taken the jar of Luxardo cherries and opened that jar, <laughs> and, then, and then I've transferred some of these some of them into this uh, plastic pint container and mm-hmm. brought them here. Actually, I've done none of these things. Alex has done these things this morning. <laughs> yeah, everyone at home, you should, you should write that down as part of the recipe. Now, do you ever put any of the cherry uh, juice in there? All up, Alex. Do you put uh, the cherry juice in there? You know. I, if you since you put less vermouth, I might put a little cherry juice, yeah, because oh. the, the vermouth adds the sweetness, which balances out some of that. Uh, True, alcohol. I don't like it that sweet. There yeah. you go. So, There's okay. your thing. Hold on. There's my th- and, and and I did use the spoon to get the cherry out. Yeah, that sounds euphemistic. It's not. Keeps your fingers from getting sticky. There's the, <laughs> also euphemistic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Right. How do oh. they How do they say it in? London. <laughs> Drink it by 11 o'clock and get out. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> All right. So this is uh, Eric's Manhattan. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more of Eric Gilliland. On listen, listen. Wait. Listen. Wait. Victor's Distillery is a proud sponsor of In the Drink and HeritageRadioNetwork.org. At Michter's, our passion is making the finest whiskeys possible. When you only make small batch and single barrel whiskeys like Michter's does, your whiskey has to be perfect. No detail is too small. From careful attention to the wood used in the construction of our barrels, to lower barrel entry proof before heat-cycled aging in advance of exacting chill filtration. And no whiskey gets bottled until Michter's master distiller says it's just right. Michter's cost-be-damn, taste-is-everything attitude is apparent in every sip of its smooth, rich whiskeys. Is it worth it? A lot of spirits lovers seem to think so. Food & Wine magazine called Michter's the best American whiskey. Bon Appetit said it's amazing. And the Wall Street Journal had one special word for Michter's. Phenomenal. For more information, visit michters.com or simply visit your favorite bartender or retailer and ask for Michter's. We're back on In the Drink with Eric Gilliland. You know, I forgot to, uh, I left something out of the first segment. I've been doing a uh, wine of the week and I uh, was so excited to uh, to announce Eric and Alex uh, that I completely forgot about. It. Actually, this uh, my wine of this week is not a wine at all, uh, but it was a beer. I really loved, uh, over the weekend, I had the Victory Helios, which is their Saison, uh, great brewery outside of, uh, outside of Philadelphia. Um, they are also going to be one of our sponsors for the Pat Lafreda Pig Out, uh, this Sunday 
at uh, Le Pichro, Sunday, June 1st, from 5 to 10. Uh, I think we still have a few VIP tickets left, which which entitles you to uh, visit uh, or to, to see a demo of Pat Lafreda and executive chef Gabe Thompson demoing Breaking Down a, a Pig. And then uh, the uh, the rest of the tickets are 6 to 10. It's all you can eat uh uh, pig, roast pig. We have cocktails and uh, all you can drink victory beer. It's going to be a lot of fun. Go to uh, the Lepicho website or Google Lepicho and Eventbrite. <laughs> That'll get you there because I can't. I forgot the uh, the uh, the link. Anyway, you're very good at this. Thank you very much, yeah. <laughs> Eric. It's it's only been a year and a half, and yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I think in another year and a half I might get it right. Another year and a half, I might come back. <laughs> come back, Eric. What was the best thing you had to drink in this past week? Huh. I, you know what? I don't don't know the name of the cocktail. It was at the Ivy in London, and it it had all kinds of stuff going on. There. And I don't know what it was. It was served up. They said it's usually served with ice. And I said, no, 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 up because I don't want to swear, but do something to ice. That's bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and I forget. I forget what it was. Crack so I, it. Crack. Crack ice. Crack that ice, yo. Um, that was really delicious. Surprised me. But I've had a lot of Manhattans over over there. And some of my travel around the globe, as I do, I've had to teach bartenders how to make Manhattans. What's the biggest mistake uh, most bartenders Too make? much vermouth. Too much vermouth? Way too much vermouth. Uh, actually, when I go home to my... I went home to Glenview, Illinois, where, I'm, where I grew up. And it's a place called Hackney's. It's been there for 80 years. Family run. Great place. Great burgers. Uh, and I asked for just a, a, a scotch, neat. They brought me a brandy snifter full of uh, scotch that had been shaken and watered down. But it's like it's like like a juice glass full. And they said, I said, no, I don't want that. I want I just want it neat. Nothing. nothing. And they brought, they took it away, brought me back another one, which was even more watery. I'm like, I don't want. What are you doing? Just here, here's what. Open the bottle, pour it in a glass, and give it to me. And it took four times. Wow. For the, yeah. That's, that's the Midwest. That's the Midwest. How do you like my, my Manhattan, by the way? Honestly. I, I, I love this. It is a stiff Manhattan. Because of the lack of vermouth? Because of the lack of vermouth. And it is a, a bitter Manhattan. There's a Well, consider it's, it's author. <laughs> Uh, but it's delicious. It's the, it's the best Manhattan I've had before <laughs> 11 a.m. <laughs> this week. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it really is. Uh, it is quite good. Uh, <laughs> Eric, how did, did so you grew up in the Midwest? Did that in any way inform your uh, your creative vision in, in your work uh, through the years? I had a great teacher, as everyone does. I had a fantastic teacher. His name was Doug Cornelli at Glenbrook South High School. Has since passed, but he taught me to keep trying new things and and uh, experimenting and strive for perfection was a phrase of his. And just try to be funny or try to find a new way to do something. And I've, that's sort of been my motto the whole way through. And you also uh, say that you're a professional whistler. And, and I am a professional. In that, I've been paid to whistle many times. Oh, so then you've, you've joined... The, the union? The union of <laughs> professional whistlers. The WU? No. Uh, <laughs> local 530? They, no. There's no professional union. I, at some point, I might have to join some union. I don't know. I've whistled on many albums. I've whistled at, I've whistled at Lincoln Center. What? Yep. Well, I mean, outside on the steps? Or? No, no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, on stage, <laughs> in the Allen Room at Lincoln Center. What? Okay. Yeah. Um, with, Not to put you on the spot. 
But could you whistle a little jingle for us? I sure could. But this is for free, so... (laughs) Uh, Moon River? That's my go-to. Moon River! There you go. A little little sample. I I think my heart just shed a little tear. That's an emotional (laughs) song. Look, I don't whistle from my head. I whistle from my heart. (laughs) And and from my lips. Lots of fun uh, YouTube videos of you you whistling. There's a YouTube video of me making a Manhattan while mouthing all the words to I Want to Be Like You from Jungle Book. (laughs) I'm going to look up that It's good. That's a good one. If you have kids... That's the one to watch. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Kids love that one. Yeah, you got to get them drinking early. As are we drinking early. Yeah. Here forget, we forget about the, the book stuff. Uh, that's a Manhattan. <laughs> that's real Manhattan. You guys can't see it, but that's real Manhattan. That's Manhattan in the Manhattan. How did you know? How did you learn how to? How did you know you had a gift of whistling? And one of the songs a friend of mine when I worked on Roseanne, my friend Mark McAdam, uh, was in a band. I was just proofreading. A script, and I was just happy whistling. He said, "What are you doing?" And I said, I'm, "I'm, I'm trying to beat this joke because it's an awful joke." He said, "No, no, you're whistling. It's really good." Like, huh? And he instantly put me like in one of his songs. I performed with the band every now and then. Other people got a hold of my whistling gig, <laughs> my vibe, and I just started whistling for. I'm on. I'm on about three or four albums. Amazing. Yeah. Any uh, any albums that. WNYC. I've been on WNYC whistling. Now, any, any are, are you planning on whistling again at Not My Day Job? Yes. Okay. It's, it's my go-to. And it's probably <laughs> going to be Moon River again. It's so well, You've had a preview then. It, it's about, yeah. It's a if that long. doesn't bring you to, to Not My Day Job, I don't know what will. <laughs> uh, is there any event that uh, that you would like to... I think you do such a spectacular job emceeing. Uh, is there nice. any event that, that you would like to emcee? That you uh, you have not had the opportunity to MC yet. Hmm. I'll take your job. Wait. The the. I'll be here every. You can you can go. Yeah. I you can, can go. go. <laughs> I'll take I'll, I'll take a week off. <laughs> a week. <laughs> uh, I like I like I do like MCing. It's fun. You don't you prepare as much as you can and then you wing it. Yeah. Much like life, Joe. Much much like this show. <laughs> yeah. Seems like it. You have no notes, nothing. We're in some weird cabin. I, you know, Bushwick? We're in Bushwick. When was the last time you were in Bushwick? Never. Never. I don't think I've been here. No, I have some friends out here, but uh, they come to visit me. <laughs> All right. If you... Uh, I like your uh, your Twitter feed. What's, I, I do have a Twitter Eric, feed. Eric J. Gilliland, is it? <laughs> no. What's the, Eric, Eric R. Gilliland. Eric Q. Gilliland. R. R. <laughs> Eric Q. Gilliland. R. R. Gilliland. Raymond Gilliland. Um, yeah, my, my t- I've had it for years now, and the only thing I ever tweet is what soup I ate that day. Yeah. And the saddest days are those I, I when you don't have soup. Like I didn't sad. eat any soup today. I didn't eat any soup today. Yeah. So what we're going to do now is a quick fire. What? <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask you for your preferred drink. With the following soups. <laughs> I don't drink and eat soup much, no, but okay. Because that's a lunchtime. It's a lunchtime, although here I am at 1030, getting smashed. What am I going to do when I go home? <laughs> oh, well. 
Well, if you get home in the next, if I get home, exactly. <laughs> you you have you have like another half hour of sleeping that you need to catch up on. That's true. You usually be in bed. That's true. Um, all right. Well, it's yeah. Spring season, peas are in season. Split pea. I had split pea soup just yesterday. Just yesterday. Yeah. Vegan, organic. Huh. Look who's the health nut now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, uh, what would I drink with that? Maybe a nice rosé. Nice rose. I like that. Springtime. Exactly. So you've taught me so many things over the years, Joe, of how to eat and drink. How about the Italian and wedding then, soup? Have you ever had one of those? That's too busy for me. That's way Because it's never going to last. <laughs> I give that Italian wedding soup three years tops. <laughs> Vichy soir. Potato leek soup. Potato leek soup. Um, I might go with a... Hmm... Uh, some deep red, maybe, mm. but the potatoes. Yeah, it's a heavier thing. A hearty, a hearty thing. Uh, that's more hearty. Now for <laughs> but Vichy Soise, I wouldn't eat that. You wouldn't eat that. No, you know why? Why? I can't spell it. <laughs> <laughs> I never eat anything I can't spell. Now you love wines that have a uh, a backstory to them. I do. Like Whenever I go to the restaurant, and when Joe's around, which is so infrequent these days, um, I, oh. <laughs> No, you're very busy doing radio. Um, uh, half an hour once a week. It's got to be a, just a drain. Do we, do we have to air this? Is this too late? Yeah, okay. it's too late. Sorry. Right. Um, and I always ask Joe for uh, bring me a, a good wine. I like a big, full, rich red, maybe a little jammy, not too tannic. But I want a, a wine with a story. And sure as shooting, he comes back with this wine. And he tells he knows his stuff. He goes to these places and befriends the vintner's daughters, probably, and gets good stories about where these wines came from. And they're always fascinating stories about this is on the side of a volcano. And in 1473, the rains were heavy one spring. Yeah. And do you do do you enjoy the the wine more when when the stories are true? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never known them to be not true Are no, you lying I, to me? I would never lie to you <laughs> I would never ever lie so to you So a family of small people Have owned this hill Since 1472 They squished the grapes With their elbows <laughs> Tiny little elbows And they, they produce three bottles a year And they're millionaires Enjoy Okay <laughs> So, Eric, what are you working on now? This radio show. This radio show. <laughs> Have you still been teaching at NYU? I'm a, my alma mater. I'm an, uh, yeah. I'm an adjunct professor, which means they don't pay me much, uh, in the Tisch uh, Writing School, Goldberg. Uh, I teach the, some writing, cl- a writing class sometimes, and I teach the history of television class. Yeah. Is that is that just for enrolled full time NYU students, or if yeah. someone wanted to? No, they got to be in the program. Yeah, okay, grad students and upper class. But I'm also with Dave Hill. You know Dave Hill. Dave Hill, another a regular. Our, yeah, he's a comic. He wrote a book called Tasteful Nudes, and um, <laughs> the name of the book. And based on that book, we pitched and sold a pilot to Comedy Central, and ah. and we're working on that right now. Congratulations! Yeah, we're we're waiting to hear back. It'll, it'll die fast. Fiery, fiery death. I'm working on another pilot. I don't know if I can even talk about it. Don't well, but it's pretty. It's pretty cool. All right, you can talk about it. Okay, 
No, I can't. It sounds oh, like okay. I'm bragging. It sounds like I'm bragging. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. Dave Hill, eh, that's not a brag. Hi, Dave. <laughs> but the rest of this might sound like a brag. Okay. Dave Hill has a radio show on WFMU on Tuesday nights, 9 to 12. Really? Yeah. You should just, uh, just getting a plug in because I slammed him. <laughs> have you been on his radio show? Uh, by phone only. He won't invite me over. Oh, clearly. He wants me to call him, but he doesn't want me there in person. Clearly, I uh, care about you more than Dave Clearly, does. you bring me out to Bushwick, and he and, wants uh, me to go to Jersey City. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? He just wouldn't take the trip to Jersey City? Yeah, forget that. Sorry. All right. I keep drinking. Uh, yes, sir. Mm. Great Manhattan. Thanks, Still man. tastes good. 15 Thanks. minutes later. Yeah, well, that's the sign of a good Manhattan. <laughs> or a sign of a slow drinker. I haven't had a 15-minute Manhattan ever in my life. <laughs> You're like the three-sip Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ounce a sip. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. I like to use a crazy straw sometimes. All right, guys. Eric, it's been done? such a... We're, this is so fast got, and so we've fun. Got, <laughs> we have to wrap up, unfortunately. Joe, you're the best. I admire you. You are a good friend. Everyone at, at the Epicurean restaurants are really cool. They're my second family in New York City. Honestly, uh, I feel welcome whenever I walk into one of their restaurants. So yeah. enjoy them and enjoy Joe. Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, that does sound aggressive. When I when I said it before, I, I think I even maybe undersold it. Eric, you're such a, a part of the fabric of of what we do, uh, uh, especially of Del Anima, where where we came to to meet you. Um, I consider you more than a friend at this point, uh, and I, I'm just psyched that you that you're on the show. Me too, man. Have All me right. back. This uh, is really fun. I really appreciate being part of your guys' lives. And uh, thanks so much to Alex Moskovitz. Yes. We, we love Alex, and uh, we're going to miss her. Um, one last thing so that, uh, that Alex doesn't yell at me on the train ride home. I'm going to remember to <laughs> talk about the Rosé class at Anfora uh, on June 7th. We still have a couple of tickets left. Um, <laughs> and you can... You can uh, you can inhale your rosé, just as, Man- uh, as Eric did as Manhattan. <laughs> That's how you do it. Fast. We'll have like seven rosés from all around the world. It's going to be a lot of fun. Me and Dave Foss, uh, be a great day for rosé drinking. All right. Thanks so much for listening. This has been In the Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. 